Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
חולון, ראשון לציון, קריית ארבע היא חברון, באר שבע שומרון. צ'ק 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 מייקרופון, מתיין ומירון, כפר סבא, רננה, עיר עתיקה, אשריך, שכם כנרת מודיעין, ימינה שמאלה.
In the AM, Itzik Dadia with that selection from the uh, CD entitled Mechavein El Haor. Uh, that is called Ein Yiush Ba'olam. No such thing as uh, giving up in this world. Uh, before that, you heard the um, uh, selection from Diaspora, Loa Savosenu. Perfect for a uh, week before Pesach. Naranana, done by David Gabe. We spoke about that song yesterday. I think we even played it during the interview off of Shirei Pinchas, volume number two. Eighth Day with Kapayim, Hallelujah, done by Leif Tahar. That's brand new. Kapara, done by Avremel, uh, by request. And Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday on this March 30th, day three in the month of Nisan. The year is Tavshinai and Zion, five seven seven seven. Just over a week away from the big day. Leil HaSeder, Seder night is a week from Monday night. 38 degrees outside with 58% humidity, winds west at 3 miles an hour. Mostly sunny with a high temperature of 53. Then tonight, showers late, a low 41. Looks like rain and wind for tomorrow with a high temperature of 44 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 72. We're at 38 here in New York's 72. Wow, that's good. Uh, Here we're at 38 in New York City as we say good morning at the JM in the AM. 
Mazel Tov to Yeshua Mermelstein. His bar mitzvah was last night, a beautiful celebration here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. To Aviva and Simcha and the entire family, we say Mazel Tov. <clears throat> mazel tov. Hey, we're going to be uh, at Seasons in Lakewood, New Jersey today for the live lunch. Manashevitz presents us uh, broadcasting live from Seasons in Lakewood, New Jersey. 11 until 1. If you're in the area, stop by, say hi. Tell all your friends in Lakewood that we're there. That's happening today between 11 and 1, live lunch from uh, Seasons in Lakewood, New Jersey. Manischewitz presentation right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Full day on our on our network. Uh, we have uh, Charlie Harari at 9 o'clock, Michael Fragan in spin class at 9.30. 10 a.m. for Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs. 10.30 for Miriam L. Wallach. And that's life. 11 o'clock, as we said, for the live lunch. There is so much happening, plenty going on on this Thursday here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I'm glad that you all all have an opportunity to tune in and enjoy and to have your day enhanced by us uh, with the NSN programming. Uh, We love the NSN app, and it seems you do as well. A lot of people with comments saying good morning with requests, etc. Here's a request. Mordechai Ben David off Sheer Volume Number 2. You are listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. Good morning from JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with the Rabbi's Sons. That's called Kol Nishma. Mordechai Shapiro before that with Kimalachav. You heard Simcha Liner's Kanfei Nisharim, the Ahafta Shimi Miller off of Shirei Pinchas, volume number two. Simcha Liner had Ani Yosef in there from Shir 
volume number two. And MBD, Mordechai Ben David with C.E. Saviv to open up that set. Thursday morning, it is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on our beloved NSN app. Galay on the background, and this uh, Thursday... To our news from Israel coming up. Plenty on our uh, network all day long uh, here at the Nahum Single Network. We'll go through all the details of what you can expect all through the day. A lot of uh, wonderful things, that's for sure. Charlie Harari is going to follow us with um, Unlocking Greatness. Uh, that's coming up starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Spin class, Michael Fragan with the latest political news at 9.30. Jew in the City Speaks, part two of Allison with Michael Freund, chairman of Shavei Israel, And Miriam Al-Wallach with Vicky Garfinkel from Pereg Natural Foods and Chef Avram Wiseman of the brand new Kosher Culinary Center in Brooklyn. That's coming up at 10.30. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to Jane. Galay Tzal, בפתח פגישתו עם נשיא סלובקיה נשאל נתניהו האם המשבר סביב תאגיד השידור נפטר וענה, אני מאמין שכן. במסגרת הפשרה המסתמנת בין נתניהו לכחלון, חטיבת החדשות של התאגיד תנוהל לא על ידי הנהלת התאגיד, אלא במנותק ממנה. התאגיד יקום באיחור של שבועות ספורים בלבד, וראשיו לא יודחו. רבים מאנשי חטיבת החדשות של רשות השידור צפויים להיקלט בתאגיד החדש. ולדרישת נתניהו, עובדים שגויסו עד כה למערכת החדשות של התאגיד יפוטרו לפני חג הפסח ורק חלקם ייקלט מחדש. עובדי התאגיד הכריזו שיאבקו בהפשרה הזו. הנה יערה שפירא ממאבק העיתונאים. מדובר בניסיון להשתלטות פוליטית על כלי תקשורת, על השידור הציבורי. זה מנוגד לערכים שעליהם מושתת מקצוע העיתונות, ופשוט אסור לתת לזה לקרות. אנחנו מצפים שחברים למקצוע וגם כל מי שאכפת לו יגיעו למחות איתנו נגד המהלך הזה. חיפה כימיקלים תוכל להוסיף ולהוביל אמוניה למפעל בחיפה עד לחודש יוני, כתבנו קובי מנדל. ההרשאה שניתנה על ידי בית המשפט העליון למפעל חיפה כימיקלים היא אישור לפעול על פי המתווה שהציע המשרד להגנת הסביבה, לפיו מסוף האמוניה שבמפרץ חיפה ימשיך לפעול בעוד כחודשיים. עד למועד זה המשרד להגנת הסביבה יקבע מהי הדרך הבטוחה והנכונה ביותר לייבא אמוניה לישראל. במפעל עצמו קיבלו בסיפוק את ההחלטה וציינו כי תחזיר את התעשייה למעגל הייצור והמשך העסקת אלפי עובדים. מוקדם יותר קבע בג"ץ כי בית הדין הרבני הגדול לא ידון בעניין העגונה מצפת. כתבתנו דור מימון. בפסק הדין קובעים השופטים כי לצד שלישי אין זכות לערער על שקבע בית הדין האזורי, לכן לבית הדין הגדול אין סמכות לדון בתיק. השופט רובינשטיין כתב כי הגיעה העת שהעותרת תלך לשלום ותשקם את חייה, והשופט מלצר הוסיף, בהיותנו ערב חג החירות ראוי שנוודא כי כבודה וחירותה של העותרת יכובדו, ובהחלטתנו איתה מסת לאותיה. חברת טויוטה מזמנת למוסקים כ-35 אלף בעלי קורולה, כתובתנו קרן בן מרדכי. הקריאה נוגעת למכוניות מהדגם שיוצרו בין השנים 2010-2012 ול-900 מכוניות אוריס מאותן שנות ייצור. הקריאה נועדה למנוע כשל אפשרי במערכת הניפוח של כרית האוויר מתוצרת הקאטה היפנית. עשרות מיליוני כלי רכב של יצרנים שונים ברחבי העולם נקראים בשנתיים האחרונות בשל הפגם בכריות הללו, בין היתר במכוניות הונדה ומזדה. התיקון יתבצע בחינם. ומזג האוויר לקראת הערב ירדו הטמפרטורות, בצפון הארץ ייתכן גשם מקומי. אלה החדשות.
Thank you. 
J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning. Final Thursday of March 2017. The third of Nissan. Good morning, everybody. A week from Monday night is Leil HaSeder, the Seder night. Uh, we do our big Pesach show coming up Wednesday. You don't, you don't want to miss it. This Wednesday at J.M. in the A.M., we have Jay Booksbaum. We have uh, Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum. Uh, we have Rabbi Schoenfeld. Um, Rabbi Gersten, I'm told, is coming as well. We're going to have five people as guests in this studio. Wow, it's going to be something in our New York City studio uh, for Wednesday. And uh, you can text us. You can email us. You can uh, app comment us. You can call us. All the different methods will be open for you to um, ask your questions regarding the holiday of Pesach. All right. Whatever you you can even send questions now. By the way, subject line Pesach. If you want to send questions, to any of our email addresses, uh, subject line Pesach. We'll do it now and get ready for Wednesday's uh, big question and answer session with our guests. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we're always doing things way in advance. Trust me. <laughs> Thirty-eight degrees, mostly sunny. A high fifty-three. Seventy-two now in Yerushalayim. Thirty-eight here. Hey, Mazel Tov going out to uh, Yehoshua Mermelstein. He's now officially a bar mitzvah. A big celebration last night to Aviva and Simcha Mermelstein of the Lower East Side. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. They have an amazing family, and it was great to be part of the celebration last evening. And to all the uh, grandparents and siblings and aunts and uncles and everybody who was together, friends who were together last night to celebrate, on behalf of all of them, I say Mazal Tov and wish them all a Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Oh, yes. They deserve a great Mazel Tov wish. Uh, listener, Cena made me aware of something going on in Florida over Cholamoid. I think anybody who's near North Miami Beach uh, during Pesach should keep this in mind. Yeshiva Taurus Chaim Taurus Emes, in conjunction with the young Israel of Greater Miami and Kehilas Ava Shalom, are uh, presenting a night of Jewish music. A night of Jewish music. It's um, a community event for the entire family with Shua Lairfield happening on Saturday night. Um, excuse me, Saturday night. Happening Motzei Yontif. I, I was thinking Motzei Shabbos. It's happening Motzei Yontif, Wednesday night, April the 12th, starting at 9.30 p.m. in the ballroom of Yeshiva Taurus Chaim Taurus Emes. That's on North Miami Beach Boulevard in North Miami Beach. It's a free concert, a totally free concert. Uh, there is reserved seating for sponsors. And for information, you can uh, dial 305-389-6687. So if you are in the North Miami Beach area for Yuntif, on Wednesday night, Mutza Yuntif, starting at 9.30, there's a wonderful concert with Shua Lairfield um, at the uh, Yeshiva Taurus Chaim Taurus MS Ballroom. Again, the uh, information at 305-389-6687, 305-389-6687. 6687 and if you have any questions about this you can just uh, email me 
and I'll pass it on to listeners. Cena shall answer anything you need. So for our Florida friends and for our friends who are going to be down in Florida uh, for Pesach, keep that in mind. It's a free concert for Wednesday night after the second day of Yuntif. More coming up. It's JM in the AM on a Thursday morning. Later this morning at 11 a.m., we broadcast from Seasons in Lakewood, New Jersey, courtesy of Manischewitz. It happens at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. You could see the entire production at NahumSiegel.com. You could hear the entire production on all of our outlets, and it should be a lot of fun. Pre-Pesach show with Manischewitz always is. This close to Pesach will be even more fun. And Lakewood, New Jersey, I don't know the last time we did a show in Lakewood, if ever. We'll be there today between 11 and 1. Come visit us at Seasons in Lakewood today between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
from Beats 2.0. It's a good one, huh? Beats 2.0 with the uh, another great medley here at JM in the AM. Welcome those of you who are tuned into our phone line. We actually have a phone line that you can call up and listen to the Nahum Single Network. If you know somebody who hesitates to listen for whatever reason, they're for some reason petrified of our all digital platform, which frankly to us is ridiculous, but we understand if uh, somebody is having difficulty. You can tell them they can literally call the phone number and just listen to our network all day long. 605-562-4400. 605-562-4400. We broadcast today at 11 a.m. from uh, Seasons down in um, Lakewood, New Jersey. And... We'll be there from 11 until 1 o'clock. There is great programming between now and then. Right after JM in the AM, you'll be able to listen to a Charlie Harari, latest edition of Unlocking Greatness. Coming up at 9.30, spin class with Michael Fragan. We'll take a look at the world of politics. Um, 10 a.m., it's uh, Allison Josephs, Jew in the City Speaks. She's got part two of her conversation with uh, Michael Freund, chairman of Shavei Israel. 10.30, it's That's Life with Mary Mel Wallach. Today she'll feature Vicky Garfinkel Jakubovic from Perig Natural Foods and Chef Avram Weissman of the brand-new Kosher Culinary Center in Brooklyn, New York. That's from 10.30 until 11 o'clock. That's Life with Mary Mel Wallach. Our live lunch, presented by Manischewitz, happens in Lakewood, New Jersey, from Seasons from 11 until 1 should be a lot of fun. Those live shows always are. Tune in and be part of it, everybody. Hey, Mazel Tov going out to Yoshua Mermelstein and to Aviva and Simcha Mermelstein and the entire extended Mermelstein family. Big Mazel Tov on Yoshua Mermelstein's bar mitzvah last night. A wonderful celebration here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We say Mazel Tov to the bar mitzvah boy and his parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and friends, everybody who celebrated last evening. Mazel Tov from all of us here 
at JM in the AM. Hey, I remind you, there's a massive uh, international simcha going on in the Jewish world at the end of May. I am referring, of course, to Yom Yerushalayim. Yom Yerushalayim number 50. Yom Yerushalayim number 50 happens on the 24th of May. We are encouraging everybody from around the world to come and converge on Jerusalem on the night of um, the 23rd of May and the day of the 24th of May. We will be there, please God. We are ready to celebrate the broadcast from there to bring you the sights and sounds, but we are encouraging as many people as possible from outside of Israel to be there for Yom Yerushalayim, this incredible 50th anniversary. It's Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Pretty easy way to get the info. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Again, Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zebner Bilsavalevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Bilsavalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in Perkidur Eliezer that in the schus, in the merit of two mitzvahs of Domim, Concerning the blood, we were zoiche, we merited a life of Torah in freedom. We went from abdus lecherus, from captivity to freedom, from golus to geula. The two mitzvahs are the dam Pesach, the blood of the Korban Pesach, and the dam of the Brismila. Today, we are surrounded with mitzvahs, Shabbos candles, talis, brachos, tefillah, stoka, but we don't realize the great schar, the reward for every mitzvah, and the schar that is saved for us is forever. We don't know the value of each individual mitzvah. The Vilna Gon says, that every word of Torah is equal to the 613 mitzvahs. Our Chachomim tell us, before the Geula, before the redemption, when we were immersed in the Memtesh Shari Tumah, the 49 gates of impurity. We had no schus. The accuser argued strongly. So these two mitzvahs came along and attained our redemption. This is similar to when the Jews went out to Milchama, to the war. The coin would say, Shema Yisrael, you are coming near. You're going to battle against your enemies. So we learn Shema Yisrael, Afilu ein bochem zuchus Rashi says, even if you have no other merit other than you say Kriyashma, it is Kedai, you are worthy of being saved. Imagine, a person who is ignorant of Torah and mitzvahs. However, with the schus, with the merit of Kriyashma, he can be saved. The Mishnah tells us, Lepum Tsaira Agra, according to the Tsar, according to the pain, so is the reward. And we learn that we can never tell exactly what the reward is for each mitzvah, especially those mitzvahs which we find difficult to do or we have a challenge in fulfilling. Rav Galinsky once came to Rav Chaim Kreisworth in Antwerp, the diamond capital of the world. Rav Kreisworth told him that he just arbitrated a very interesting din Torah between two people. An agent brought a client to a diamond dealer and now he was owed his commission. The agent said the diamond dealer owed him 6%. The diamond merchant only wanted to pay 5%. Rav Galinsky was amazed. A din Torah over 1%? He thought it was pretty small-minded. However, Rav Kreisworth continued, 
the deal for which the agent was owed commission was over $15 million. The 1% was a huge sum. When we understand the reward of a mitzvah, then we know that there is not enough in the entire world to pay for the observance of even a single mitzvah. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. JM in the AM on this Thursday morning broadcast. Full day on our network, of course. And don't forget, we are in Lakewood, New Jersey later today at Seasons in Lakewood, New Jersey. Uh, between 11 and 1 o'clock for a wonderful live lunch brought to you by our friends at Manischewitz. Uh, well, uh, Hakaras Atov, appreciation is a very big concept in our tradition, as all of you know. And I have this unique opportunity to often uh, do it, to often uh, offer appreciation in a public forum like this. Many of you are aware of the fact that Manhattan Day School, the amazing Manhattan Day School, uh, where we've been proud parents since 1990, I don't know, I'm thinking five, six in that area. They have their 74th annual scholarship dinner this coming Sunday night happening at the school. Dahlia Schwab will receive the Charles Nell Spendheim Distinguished Service Award. And the guest of honor is our wonderful friend, Rabbi Mordechai Besser, who has served as principal for the last many, many years up at MDS. Dinner happens at 5 o'clock this coming Sunday. MDSdinner.com is the website for those of you who want to participate. Honor Rabbi Besser and to be part of this great celebration at mdsdinner.com uh, is the site. And uh, with us live via telephone is the um, uh, the principal of Manhattan Day School, Rabbi Mordechai Besser. Rabbi Besser, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good morning, Nachum. Uh, what can I say? I, I, I think of um, what Rabbi Pesach Krohn mentioned to me once, that he invited, and Halavai I would have remembered to have done this, he invited all of his son's elementary school teachers to his son's bar mitzvah because of the incredible appreciation he had for all those who contributed to his son's education, rightfully so. And I think of you and the people that you've designated to educate our children over the years. And, of course, I know you in other capacities as well, but I'm just speaking now about MDS. And all I could say is thank you. All I could say is thank you on behalf of the thousands of parents and all the kids and all of our families that have benefited from an incredible school and from your leadership. And as this happens on Sunday night, as you're being honored with, you know, as the outgoing principal and being honored as the guest of honor on Sunday evening, uh, we plan on being there. I know a lot of people out there uh, have a special place in their heart for everything that you've done for them. So all I could say is thank you, and I hope that uh, you're going to enjoy Sunday night tremendously. Thank you. I hope to. I'm looking forward to it. It has been an incredible run, and one of the most difficult things is choosing people to be on the front lines. Uh, in hospitals, we often talk about how how personnel is uh, is judged by the first people that the, that those um, uh, patients see, whether it's emergency personnel, nurses, etc. In your case, the front lines would be the teachers, the incredible teachers that have been uh, all these years educating our children. It. it it is, I would assume, it is a much more painstaking process to choose instructors and to form a team than any of us could imagine. Oh, for sure. The teachers are the key. If you have amazing teachers who are innovative and brighten up the classroom and excite the kids and motivate the kids, then that's the whole thing. That is the whole thing, and you've been surrounded by a lot of great people over the years who've done a wonderful job at just that. Um, a lot of people like to 
take opportunities like this to ask you about the uh, the changes in education, in this case, Jewish education, over the last many years. In your tenure, and anybody could say this who's observed life in the last 15 years, uh, during your tenure, you have seen some incredible changes, and really, Jewish education, our day school system, go to incredible heights. Absolutely. You know, the certainly the Judaic studies uh, material that's available is not as extensive technologically as the general studies, but we've come such a long way, certainly in the last five years, in that area. Uh, there are a lot of very good people around the world working to make Judaic studies catch up to where general studies is. And again, the key is motivating the students. That is the key. You know, we have some uh, programs. In fact, uh, we have a Stand with Israel program uh, that is taking place next week. And at the Museum of Jewish Heritage downstairs, downtown, uh, in which we have a team of about seven, eight students in eighth grade. This is their second year of operation where they have written and produced a program on standing with Israel, backing Israel up. Uh, they have met with Alan Dershowitz. They have put on uh, material that has been publicized in, in the newspapers and in talk radio. And things like this would never have happened. You never would have had elementary school students involved in uh, things like Standing for Israel, where Israel needs our help these days. That's happening Wednesday night at 7 p.m., April the 5th, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. at the Museum of Jewish Heritage. That's correct. Information, you can contact Manhattan Day School on that. Uh, Do you remember your first day at MDS? Uh, I do remember my first day at MDS. I do. Any special memory from that day? Yeah, there's one memory that has really motivated me uh, very much in the area of special education. Uh, I had walked in, this was around uh, April, May, before I came in, and I walked in during lunch in the lunchroom, and uh, there were kids that were benching, and you had the rabbi at the microphone, and there was one table in which kids were sitting there playing cards. So... Uh, I walked over, and I said to the teacher, what's going on? All right. And she looked at me, and she said, oh, Rabbi, these kids uh, are in special education. They cannot bench. And that just tore my heart wide open. And I have to tell you that this has really affected me throughout the 18 years, so that we are so proud now publicly of our special education students uh, who can bench (laughs) as well as anybody else can bench. And they feel part and parcel of our school. Yeah, talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, and this to me is of primary importance. Yeah, talk about an area where our community, thank God, has really excelled over the last few years. That's certainly one of them. 
Uh, the Erbers, the Rosners, and the Schwabels are chairing the dinner on Sunday night. It honors Rai Mordechai Besser, guest of honor at the MDS 74th Annual Scholarship Dinner. Uh, well, like I said to you, Rai Besser, earlier on, thank you. It's, uh, it's a wonderfully uh, and, and much-deserved tribute, that's for sure. And uh, you will be missed. I can tell you that much. You will be missed. And there are a lot of wonderful students in the thousands from over the years and parents and families that, uh, as I indicated earlier, have a tremendous debt of gratitude to you. I really hope you enjoy Sunday night and look back at these years with tremendous memories always. Thank you, Nachum. I appreciate it. We're looking forward to seeing you. There you have it, right? Mordechai Besser, as uh, he is the guest of honor Sunday night at the MDS dinner. And for us, who are MDS parents, uh, tremendous thanks and gratitude to him for his leadership for, as you heard, 18 years. Information, by the way, mdsdinner.com. Well, certainly not that this was the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation was a big thank you. But if anybody would like to participate with Manhattan Day School on Sunday night, it's mdsdinner.com mdsdinner.com. Plenty more coming up. You are listening to JM in the AM.
Amen. 
Now we'll see you there. 
Eighth day, brand new with Rock Smachot. Before that, Vahair at Svi Silberstein from Shiri Pinchas, Volume 2. We did a lot of that album yesterday, as you know. Uh, Ani Yisrael, Ki Chilatzda from Gershon Veroba. And Avremo had Hinani off of Bring the House Down. Thursday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Don't forget, 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem, May the 24th. We want you and everybody from the diaspora to converge on Jerusalem that day and be there as part of the big celebration that week. Uh, what do you do? It's very simple. You go to uh, Mizrahi.org slash YY50 for Yom Yerushalayim number 50. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
JM and the AM. Thursday morning broadcast. Couple minutes after eight o'clock. Well, I was um, I was encouraged to invite the commissioner of the um, uh, of the Commission on Human Rights, the New York City Commission on Human Rights, to our broadcast. And I was encouraged to do so before Pesach, and I thought that this was actually a really good point. As we uh, get closer and closer to the holiday of freedom, uh, sometimes it's important to remember the incredible religious freedom and human rights protection that we have in this country, in this state, in this city, really all over the U.S., thank God. And it's something we shouldn't take lightly as we get closer to the holiday of freedom. So uh, our good friend Jonathan Greenspun, who many, many, many of you remember uh, from the days of the Bloomberg administration when he was commissioner of the Mayor's Community Affairs Unit, uh, he is now, as of 2014, an appointee by the uh, mayor of the city of New York, Mayor de Blasio, uh, to serve on the uh, on to serve as a commissioner on the New York City Human Rights Commission, and he made this recommendation, and um, and we greatly appreciate it. And he recommended that we bring on this program, and I'm honored to do so. Uh, the chairperson and commissioner of the New York City Commission on Human Rights uh, since November of 2014, and that's uh, Carmelin Malalis. Uh, appointed back in November of uh, 2014, following more than a decade in private practice as an advocate for employees' rights in the workplace. Um, she has served on uh, an incredible array of human rights platforms uh, in New York City and beyond, and um, uh, joins us live via telephone with Jonathan as well. Uh, Commissioner uh, Carmelin Malalis, welcome to JM in the AM. Thanks for having me on today, Nakam. What a pleasure to meet you in this forum. And Jonathan Greenspun, nice to have you back, sir. It's great to be back, Nakam. Thank you so much for having us. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, uh, Commissioner um, uh, Malalis, there are people listening right now who did not even realize that there is a New York City Commission on Human Rights, and there are people who are literally watching and safeguarding and, and acting as a clearinghouse for, I would assume, complaints and observations that people in the city have when it comes to human rights of all kinds. And I think it's a pretty important message, especially this time of year. Uh, tell us about how active the commission is and what role it's playing in New York City these days. Right. Well, that's exactly right, Nakam. And, um, you know, that's why I'm, I'm always grateful for these types of opportunities to let folks know that there is, in fact, an agency in New York City that is specifically charged with looking out for them and making sure they're not being harassed or discriminated against, whether it's at their workplace or in their housing area or by places of public accommodation or even, you know, while they're just walking on the street. So the City Commission on Human Rights has that exact charge. And in the last two years that I've been there, we have been using our charge to very aggressively prosecute acts of, of discrimination and harassment across the city. Uh, you know, as you said, New York City is really lucky. We have the strongest anti-discrimination laws in the country. There's over 22 areas of protection under our city human rights law. Uh, and also explicitly written into our law is that, is that we you really use it, that it become this, uh, this, this basis for which we're able to protect New Yorkers and anyone visiting New York City. And, you know, especially uh, these days, uh, I will tell you, we have really been using it, and I'm happy to say that New Yorkers and people in New York City have been looking out for each other and for themselves. They've been reporting acts of discrimination and violence, uh, 
bias-based violence in the city. So we've seen, you know, a 60% increase just in the last year of these types of reports. And, and, and Commissioner Malalas, you use the word prosecution. I would assume that your commission seriously works with the NYPD and I would guess uh, the attorneys general in the area, etc., cetera, uh, to prosecute, to, to bring people and to be held accountable when they go ahead and undertake an act of discrimination. Well, certainly the City Commission on Human Rights, we are a civil law enforcement agency, something like the EEOC on the federal level. Right. So there are times that, yes, you know, we will work with NYPD if there's information, let's say, that they receive from the public and they're, um, they're, pro- they're looking into something or investigating something as a hate crime. And that hate crime could also possibly be considered a claim of, let's say, discriminatory harassment under the city human rights law, which is something like a civil form of hate crime. There are times that we will work together or our actions might complement each other where they're looking at, you know, apprehending or identifying the bad actor. And maybe we're working with the person who was victimized. Uh, in that act of discrimination or in that hate crime to see what resources we could provide to that person or to their community. I got you. All right, Jonathan Greenspun's with us as well. Jonathan, tell us about directly uh, how this is uh, helping the Jewish community. We we are somewhat familiar, especially when it comes to workplace situations, we're somewhat familiar uh, with the way things have gone in the past and how important it's been for people to stand up uh, for those who've been discriminated against in the workplace. Uh, how would you describe how the commission works along with the Jewish community to help us out. Uh, thank you, Nathan. Well, you, you know, you mentioned my work with Mayor Bloomberg, and prior to that, Governor Pataki. I used to have a file in my filing cabinet that was entitled "Religious Discrimination," and in that in that file were um, numerous, dozens and dozens of complaints that I had received personally uh, from Jewish New Yorkers who had told me that they were not getting proper religious accommodation in the workplace, whether it was. Um, and I think all of us who observe um, all of the uh, Jewish holidays can identify with this. Yep, that's I what I figured it, would be primary among them, right? Yeah, it's not it's not uncommon for, for many of us who observe all the holidays, which often fall out on work days, uh, to hear comments that go something like this. Oh, I didn't know about that holiday. Right. I never heard about that holiday. Or, or in some cases, and, and I have to say this happened uh, frequently, where many of their supervisors are even Jewish, and they choose not to observe those holidays. They say, well, I don't observe those holidays, so why do you have to observe those holidays? Right. And, you know, many, much of this discrimination, some of it was in the private sector, but a lot of it was in the public sector. I remember one case in particular with a particular hospital as part of the New York City Health and Hospitals Corporation, where there was a nurse who was uh, uh, not, not a nurse, because I think that there's an exception to that, but there was a, a, a civilian employee who was having an issue with, um, with um, getting accommodation for uh, Jewish holidays. And I think this happens you know, probably more often than people realize. So it's important to know, and the reason why I suggest that we have Commissioner Malalas on the phone this morning is, is that people need to know that they have recourse, that they have right. a place to go where they are feeling discriminated, that they can make a complaint. And I'm sure the commissioner can sort of walk your audience through the process on how, how that's done. But oh, that's a good... Th- you're list- yeah, listening I'm, audience to know there's a there's a place where people can go. Yeah, that's a good um, that's a, not feel harassed. That's a good point, and I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Commissioner Malalas. What is the process? What's the first phone call that people need to make when they feel they're 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 the target of discrimination? Sure. So if people think that they are being discriminated against, or they're they're witnessing something going on in their workplace, and they're thinking to themselves, you know what, this isn't right. I uh, someone is not being treated right because of their religion or because of their national origin or any number of, of categories, 
they should please call 311. They can ask for human rights. They'll be connected with our agency. They could also call us directly at 718-722-3131, and that way they'll reach us directly at the agency. Uh, in the last few months, we've, you know, because of the uptick that I mentioned earlier, uh, we've increased the number of people that we have on our info line uh, telephone system to take in these types of calls. The, the person taking in their information will take in some basic information, determine if it is, in fact, the type of, uh, you know, situation that should go to the Commission on Human Rights. And if it's determined that that is the case, they will then put them through. Uh, they'll make an appointment for them to speak uh, directly with an agency attorney, where the agency attorney then could um, set up an appointment with them, meet with them, go over the facts of their situation. And during that, you know, during that appointment, something I really want to mention that's, I think, very important is that, you know, the person has a choice as to whether or not they want to go ahead with a claim or not. They right. also have a choice as to whether or not they want to go ahead with the claim anonymously. Because, you know, there are so many reasons, Nakam, that we realize that people, they have other things going on in their lives. And, and for some people, they don't want to put their names out there. They're worried about how that will affect them in various ways. And we understand that. So there's times that people do put their names uh, out there, and there's times that people say, you know what, I want to give you the information so the city commission can address this on behalf of the city, but I really don't want to put my name out there. And then, of course, the, the agency attorneys will investigate the situation. That could include talking to other witnesses. Uh, that could include also interviewing other people, including the bad actor or the bad entity. And then that investigation continues uh, uh, to a point where, you know, the law enforcement bureau makes a determination as to whether or not they think there was actually uh, discrimination that took place, if there was probable cause to determine that something did happen. Um, I'll tell you, just just the fact that there's a system in place, we should be thankful for that. It's amazing. Yes, I mean, and you know, something I would add to what Jonathan was saying, there are certainly a good number of cases we get that are situated in the workplace, and I think he is right. Religious discrimination cases are pretty significant. When I was in private practice, I saw them all the time. People, employers, unfortunately, just do not understand that under city law, they must provide reasonable accommodations based on people's religion. Right. That could include schedule changes. That could include ending your workday a little earlier. That could include making sure that you're able to get to work a little bit later. Right. But also, you know, the, the other area where we've seen um, quite a bit of reporting is in the area of, uh, you know, graffiti like vandalism that also has you know, some sort of hate messaging, so swastikas, right? Sure. And, you know, just recently, uh, you know, the commission's bias response team responded to a call of anti-Semitic graffiti, you know, swastikas basically, uh, in the subway in Manhattan, and we called the local community board, elected officials, and the NYPD, and we worked with them, and the graffiti was removed within hours. Well, I mean, it, it, it certainly works. It's a system that works, and one we need to be thankful for. Jonathan, anything you'd like to add? Uh, no, Nahum, I just thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, I would also just say that discrimination, there's a number of different protected classes, and I was thinking in particular because you do so much great work on this with uh, those in our community with developmental dis disabilities. Right. Many of them are in the workplace, and again, these are a very, very vulnerable populations. So I would just think that for your listening audience to think about there are a number of different protected classes here, and if anyone is really feeling discriminated, harassed, uh, made to feel uncomfortable, in this case, because of their religion, 
that please don't keep it to yourself. There is a system in place where these uh, complaints can be followed up on. And in many, many cases, it can be um, legal recourse. So I really thank you uh, for giving us the opportunity uh, and continued service to our community for uh, helping us get the word out about the New York City Commission for Human Rights. I appreciate that. Commissioner Greenspun, I thank you. Commissioner Malalas, thank you so much for joining us today. Wishing you a wonderful Passover. And I I really, I, I, I thank you for joining us to remind everybody, all of us, and we do need constant reminders of the incredible freedom and rights that we enjoy here in this area. Thank you so much for joining us today. More coming up. It is a Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Thursday morning broadcast. We have a very, very special guest coming up. A very, very special guest coming up who is here to um, to speak about the holiday of Pesach and also to uh, give us a big bracha on our all-digital format. Uh, I will explain coming up. Eitan Katz with Oji Shami. Heard Birchus HaChodesh brand new with Leif Tahar. I want to thank all those who are commenting on the app. I mentioned earlier that um, I mentioned earlier that um, that our phone number 605-562-4400 allows you to listen from anywhere around the world a regular phone number. And two of our listeners pointed out a couple of interesting things. One said that um, um, that the phone line connects to the Bluetooth speaker with much better sound than the phone speaker. I thank you for that. And then listener Willie said, read the phone line when not in a Wi-Fi area. One would use data, so phone is a great alternative while in the car, business, or train, or walking. So I thank you for that. Uh, it seems that Rabbi Grumberg is listening. Rabbi Grumberg is, um, <laughs> is on a three-hour high-speed train from Zhengzhou to Zhenjiang in the Henan province of China. And he can't believe there's Wi-Fi on his three-hour journey. Your show is a breath of fresh air, waiting for the Pesach blues from Journeys and a selection from Let's Sing the Seder and, of course, Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld. That is Rabbi Grunberg, and Rabbi Schoenfeld will be here on Wednesday. And I bet you Rabbi Grunberg will be tuned in when we do the Pesach show this coming Wednesday. So all the way from China, Rabbi Grunberg is checking in. And then someone writes, I just found this app. Thanks for making my morning commute a happy one. B'nai Noach from Atlanta. So thank you for that. People were wondering, now that we're not on terrestrial radio, if people would stumble upon us and still get attracted to what we provide uh, every single day. And I guess we have the answer right there. Thank you, Atlanta, Georgia, and to all the B'day Noach who are listening this morning to JM in the AM. All right, our special guest is coming up. I want to uh, remind our people in Florida, uh, as we announced earlier today, uh, Yeshiva Taurus Chaim Taurus Emes, in conjunction with the Young Israel of Greater Miami and Kehilas Ava Shalom, are presenting a night of Jewish music, a night of Jewish music coming up on uh, Wednesday night, Matzah Yantif. Wednesday night, April the 12th, uh, Matzah, the first days of Yantif, starting at 9.30 p.m. at the uh, Taurus Chaim Taurus Emes Ballroom on North Miami Beach Boulevard in North Miami Beach, Florida. It's a night of Jewish music, a community event for the entire family with Shua Lairfield. Shua Lairfield is the star, and uh, he'll be performing in a free concert that night. Uh, there are sponsorships, so you can get reserved seating and VIP seating. Uh, if you're a sponsor, information at 305-389-6687, 305-389-6687 for our friends in Florida and for those who are heading to Florida to the North Miami Beach area for Pesach. And if you want information, you can just email me. I'll forward your email to listener Sina, and she will get you all the info you need. So it's 305-389-6687 for what's happening down in Florida on Pesach. Mazel tov to Yoshua Mermelstein became a bar mitzvah last night here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Mazel tov from all of us here at JM and the AM and of course to Aviva and Simcha Mermelstein and the extended family. Mazel tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. Special guest in our New York City studio coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
It's a jam in the AM Thursday. That is the uh, music of Simcha Liner. And we have a very special guest in our studio. 
Rabbi Mordechai Kanelski, would it be an upcoming yuntiv without speaking to Rabbi Kanelski? The answer is probably no, and that's why he's here. Bris Avram is at 908-289-0770, 908-289-0770. There's a website, brisavraham, A-V-R-O-H-O-M.org, brisavraham.org, where you can support the incredible effort to provide Pesach Sdarim, the Pesach Seder, on two consecutive nights to people in Hillside, Fairlawn, Jersey City, and Brooklyn, New York. Rabbi Mordechai Kanelski, welcome back to JM in the AM. Agus Morgenim Nochem. Oh, is it nice to see you. And I'm flattered that you came all the way to New York City to be here. Let me tell you, coming to New York City, and I came to the program earlier, they used to come to Jersey City. That's right. How come that? Why does that work that way? Uh-huh, because you gave me good information where I could govern a good chakras. And to daven in the Bialystik shul was a beautiful shachris. It is a nice shul. Yes, it was a beautiful shul with daven shachris there. And I want to tell you that, number one, I'm going to give you a brocha, that this place should continue to bring simcha to every single Jew. Amen. And if now it was a three-hour program, now it's a 24-hour program, that you're giving an opportunity to everyone, no matter what is his time schedule, that he should be able to start his day or be uplifted during the day with Simcha. I appreciate it. The Torah that. is teaching us a very important thing of Simcha, that Simcha has to be every single day, to a degree that even Chedesh Ov doesn't say no Simcha, says Mematim Simcha. Now that we just finished with order, then we are just Marbim Simcha. And with Marbim Simcha that we came into Nisan, and the, the, we are anxiously waiting for the great redemption from this Goals, then your simcha will jump us into the greatest simcha of Guva. The Rebbe said many times that rather a person is living with the spirit of the coming of Mashiach, then he is zeicha to see it. How do we live with the coming of Mashiach? Rather we have simcha. And you are adding that simcha to every single Jew. Then the Rebbe Hashem should give you and Stacy many healthy years to be able to do it because uh, everybody gets up in the morning and has your simcha next to him, he is in a different mood. And thank you for giving us to everybody. Now I'm coming into my office, I'm enjoying, because every second computer has it. <laughs> They're all playing it, huh? Yes. <laughs> uh, this is so beautiful to hear you, not just in the morning, but, you know, sometimes lunchtime, we also could hear Lachum Sigal. That's correct. Then, you, know, uh, you remind me of two things I wanted to tell you. The first is you, you mentioned you saw Rabbi Ram this morning. Yes. The first time he was ever in this studio, he said, there's a bracha, we say, in benching um, to the balabas, that nechasov krovim la'ir, right? That you're, that everything you have should be close by. And, of course, how could it be closer <laughs> than that? It can't, it can't be closer and you, than you could go to work. <laughs> so, so that worked out really nicely. And the second one is a joke, because I thought of you when I saw this joke. I hope you don't mind. Yes. There's a young boy. <laughs> there's a young boy standing next to a big kiddish cup filled with wine. And he says, I was thinking during the Seder to drink from Koshal Elio, but I remember what happened when I sat in this chair. <laughs> and I thought you for Brissav Rub would appreciate that joke. <laughs> great, 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 great. Uh, but let me tell you. Yes. Elio Novi, who comes to every single Seder night, right. is a unique thing. I remember as a child in Russia, when I had the privilege to be by the Pesach Seder with my parents, should be held in Zangizunt and my grandparents over Shom. Then, uh, you know, 
Pesach was a big preparation because we started to prepare Pesach a year in advance. We always talk about this. <laughs> because it's, it's a reality. You know, today, people are, when I'm, when they, when I'm the, bringing to people matzah shmurah, they think, when was that baked? <laughs> it was not baked. Uh, after Hanukkah, it was baked. Because that's a couple is, of months ago. Yeah, couple, no, sometimes it's just a, a weeks ago right. because I just baked the matzahs right. for everybody three days before Purim. Oh, this is old. I want to have fresh matzah. I said, fresh matzah. Great. Then I will tell you which my matzah, how fresh it was. My matzah was about 15 months fresh. Correct. Because the matzah that was baked in, um, in Israel or in America right after Purim, right after Hanukkah, that was sent to Russia to the families who observed and ate only Shmura matzah. But the Russian government made sure that we should get it for Pesach Sheni. We used to get it always after Pesach. And from Pesach Sheni to Pesach Rishon, we used to hold the matzahs in the bedroom of the parents in the top, covered with a white with a white sheet of white cloth. You you said that you remember as a kid the I matzahs sitting up there, and because you were they delivered the matzahs after Pesach. God bless the Russian government, after the Soviet Union government, I should say, uh, after Pesach. Uh, you literally kept them there for 11 more months to use at the Seder. So we're complaining about matzahs that are a few weeks old, huh? Well, I want to tell you, when you looked at these matzahs, on Shvuyas, on Sukhas, on Hanukkah, <laughs> and you looked upstairs, you always had the dream because for us, Pesach was not just the symbol of Pesach. We were in Mitzrayim, 24 hours a day in Russia. Right. Then we were anxiously waiting for that holiday of Pesach. And we were... When we to experience Cheros. Correct, correct. We were waiting for that Cheros. And we all believed every single second that this Pesach will not be just say, Roshona Habobi Roshowayim, but it's a bit like Roshona Hazezbi Roshowayim. Because we, we, it was something that, you know, passed by 50 years. But I'm still having that yearning and that remembering because this is something unique. This is something that you're sharing with people. And I want to tell you, I have the privilege to meet for the past few years, many groups from Russia are coming here to America. Right. Uh, and they're coming to our show, where my wife and myself have the privilege to share with them our life in Russia. Right. And one of the things that we're sharing with them is the matzahs things. And they, and they say, it's, you waited a whole year for that matzahs? <laughs> You waited for a whole year for that matzahs. And the truth of the matter is, it was so unique and so special. And the same, and the same thing we have to also say that when Eleonov comes to every single Pesach Seder, oh. and he's coming to a Pesach Seder with the receding people that are experiencing Pesach Seder in the true way of freedom and the true way of knowing how to do all the order of the Seder. And as I say many times when I'm starting the Pesach Seder, I say, what's the word Seder? Say there is order, order right? correct. If somebody will take, uh, when we're sitting down at Pesach, say that people are very thirsty and on the table there is wine. And many people are taking the bottle of wine and they're starting to be the four cases right away. <laughs> they're they're machmir. <laughs> they're machmir, right? Zerizim <laughs> makdimen. Zerizim makdimen, they don't know exactly the sheer if it's eight, if it's three and a half ounces or four ounces. Or three and a half gallons. <laughs> they're making three and four together. It becomes kovashvin chavivim. And then when it comes to the third the fourth cup, they say, Rebbe, Yani Magu, I cannot drink the third and the fourth cup. I finished already three bottles. I say, look, the whole thing of the Pesach say there is an order. If somebody would drink in the beginning a whole bottle of wine, he still had only one cup drink. Therefore, let's have it the proper order. Brice of Rome is going to celebrate 
like every single Jew, the holiday of Pesach, Monday night. But we are starting to prepare the ready. And as you see here, yeah. we have two brochures, right. one in Russian and one in English, that fit a Pesach guide, every single step, how to do the Pesach Seder the proper way. Because we're giving an opportunity to many people. And let me be clear, even a person who lives in America 20 or 30 years, and even a person that is uh, called Masorati, that is, you know, traditionalist, when it comes to the Pesach Seder, do it the proper way, it's much, much better and much, much more encouraging when you're sitting in the atmosphere and the rabbi is telling you every single step of the way how to do it the proper way. For sure. Somebody who is wearing the yeshiva, it's one thing, but like this. And therefore, we are making Pesach Seders in so many places to give an opportunity, not just for the Russian Jewish community. This is our right. major goal. But even, even a Jew, that there is no other Pesach Seder. Also, as you've said in the past, you don't want people being alone Seder night. There are a lot of people that would actually be alone doing their own Seder. Yes, and let me ask you, how is it possible when a Jew sits by himself and the only counterpart is by him, Eliyahu Novi? Right. Then much better when there is Bereivam Hadras Melach, when there is many more people who are sitting by, sitting by the Pesach Seder. The second thing is I would like to share today is the distribution of matzah to make sure that every single Jew has shmur matzah. It's a very important thing. The Zohar says that matzah is being called michva de mehemnuse. Mm -hmm. It's a... The, the, the heavenly food? Is that what it is? Mehemnuse brings emunah, believe in ah. God, and michva de asvuse, it brings health. People are spending so much money on doctors and insurances. I will not talk now about the insurance cases <laughs> because this is a, not another a, topic. Another to but not a radio conversation <laughs> between me and, and uh, we'll not use up that precious time that we have. But here the Rebbeinah Shalom tells us, I'm giving you two seders. I'm giving you an opportunity to eat matzah the first and the second night and that will bring you health and that will bring you a moon in the Rebbeinah Shalom. A person needs a Muna so much because they are going through troublings and trumblings every single day throughout the year. Yeah. Where do we catch that Muna? Where do we have that Muna? Do we have to look at our, our forefathers in, in Mitzrayim? At the moment when Meishar came to them and said to them, the time of your redemption came, then they even believed in Meishar And through that, they believed in Meishar And as the the, the Novi says that they even followed knowing just the belief we are now going through the same time as the time before the coming of Mashiach. We all are anxiously waiting and there are so many problems. How a person could overcome that? The matzah is the, the emunah. When you're giving a Jew the piece of matzah, and I want to tell you, I have the privilege to bring to so many thousands of people Shmura matzah. And when you're coming into that office of that person, to that house, and you're giving him that pound of matzah, or the three matzahs, even the person is not yet a practicing Jew. And as I say, he still does not put two pairs of filin. He does not <laughs> yet wash my uh, machronim. <laughs> but the Shmura matzah, he is so embracing. Yesterday I was by a doctor's office. And I called him up and I said, doctor, uh, 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 can I see the doctor? And the secretary says, the doctor is very busy. I said, say to him, Rabbi Kanelski has shmura matzah for him. She, she, and she didn't know how to, what to say. How, because to, pronounce how it, right? to pronounce it. <laughs> and, but then she says, okay, spell it. And me, with my English, I tried to spell him shmura matzah. And she 
with her translation. The doctor comes back and says, one thing she said, right, matzah. Do you have my, my box of matzah? I says, yes. It's come, Rabbi, come right away. I see you. all the patients will wait. And I'm coming in, and he embraces me, and he hugs me, and I'm giving him the matzahs, and he says, okay, there is two more things that we have to do. Give me the piece of paper, let me sign the chomets, right. and let's put film. Right. And all the patients waited. Mitzvah, Galatas, Mitzvah. Yes, then he did in one shot three mitzvahs. He got shmura matzah, and he's waiting from that for year to year. And then he says to me, Rabbi, I see you before you keeper when you're bringing me my honey cake every, every year. This is a tradition with a doctor in Manhattan that I'm giving him uh, twice a year I see the doctor. I'm giving him before Rosh Hashanah, before him keeper the honey cake, and I'm giving him an Pesach the Shemur Matzah. And he says, and let me tell you what happened with him at, a few years ago. A few years ago, I was so busy and I did not have the chance to see him before Rosh Hashanah. Do you have a chance? No honey cake. Between Russian and Keeper, my eyes hurts me. And I have no choice. I have to go to the doctor. And I remembered myself that I was not by the doctor yet. And when I came to him, he says, you see, God made you to come to me. Because you, because forgot, you forgot to bring me the holy cake. <laughs> and now God said, well, doctor, listen to me. How can I face God without putting film before him, Keeper? Unbelievable. You know, you look at that and you see the specialty of a Jew, the nishoma of a Jew. Where is it coming? Where is coming that emuna? Through Shmura Matzah. When you're giving a Jew Shmura Matzah, his nishoma is being elevated. Mm. His nishoma is being connected to God. And when you're giving that to a Jew Shmura Matzah, you're uplifting him, you're reminding him that it's not just that we are celebrating something that happened over 3,000 years ago. Right. No, as by Yomim Ahim Bizman Hazeh. It's now, we are owing goals. Even the Jew that is davening, you're going to Eretisrova Mirzchev to Pesach. If Moshiach, God forbid, doesn't show up, God forbid, God forbid, everybody who dance with the Koisel says still, I stands in front of the Koisel, but it's Golino Miarzeno. We don't have Moshiach yet. We don't have the Gula yet. How could we bring the Gula? We have to embrace every single Jew to make every single Jew a part of this great mission. I don't mean to interrupt you, but there's so many things I have to tell you. There's so many things I have to say to you. Right? Mordechai Kanelski is here. I encourage everybody. Sponsor the Starim. At least one Seder sponsor, whether it's a New Jer in Jersey City, our old home, or whether it's in Brooklyn, or whether it's in Hillside, or in Fairlawn. Sponsor a Seder. You could dial 908-289-0770, brisavram.org, brisavram.org. Make sure to say hello to uh, Avremi Kanelski. If you're traveling to Israel from Newark Airport, you'll see Avremi there at the Bris Avram. Yeah, today, you Thursday. You can't avoid him. You, no. you can't miss him. It's impossible to miss him once you're going to unless you miss security. <laughs> That's the only way you can miss Avrami Kanelski. Um, you got the following note from somebody. It says Rabbi Kanelski and Mrs. Sterney Kanelski. I received the my, my partner in life. That's for sure. I received the photo of me donning tefillin that you sent to me. Thank you so very much for sending me the photograph. I will share it with my family. I only wish that my grandparents on my mother's side were still around to have seen the photo too. It would have brought them great joy to see me partaking in such a tradition. My grandparents were practicing first-generation Eastern European Jews. They kept kosher in the home, and my grandfather attended shul regularly. Maybe that day they were smiling down from heaven. That's amazing. I tell you, when I got this email, I was crying. You know, this is a person that I knew him for many years. And I never thought that he's Jewish. And a very prominent member in, in uh, government, I would say. Right? Yes. 
And he was working in one facility. And I did not. You had uh, no idea? No idea. I mean, I knew him right. that uh, he's doing some jobs. Right. Like a he was helping you. With helping, something. yes. So he was carrying the menorahs. And then I'm coming to a new location. And I see him. And says, I said to him, what, what do you change? He says, now I became the big guy. He's the general. Supervisor. Supervisor, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. And he, he still take, takes the donuts for me and takes the menorahs and everything. And as we're coming up to the office of the general manager, the general manager says to him, you are Jewish. You white the menorah. And I became so puzzled because I did not know that he's Jewish. Then I said to him, are you Jewish? He says, yes, my mother is Jewish. And my, and my grandparents were Jewish. I said to him, great. Then I want you to write the menorah. And he lit the menorah. He was so proud of that. And then I, uh, I said to him, how's about to put film on? And he says, well, I'm middle of work. Was that this past Hanukkah? This Hanukkah. And the general manager says to him, I'm your boss. You put Phil now. <sighs> and the whole office is watching how he's putting Phil. And after he puts Phil, I asked, I said to him, when was the last time you put Phil? And he says, never. That's my first time. Then I said to him, well, this is your bar mitzvah. He says, this is my bar mitzvah. And I saw tears from his eyes. First time. First time in his ever... life. And you had to see how the whole office who were not Jewish people, but so proud of him that he put feeling and he saw his um, emotions that he started to cry. And I said, guys, I don't have here liquor, but let each one take a donut right. and take some soda and say lechaim and, <laughs> and wish him that this is his bar mitzvah. <laughs> and they all clapped their hands. And then I took the picture and I sent it to him. That's what he responded. That Nishoma was reawakening. How much his grandparents and his rights looked on that and that when you're giving somebody matzah or anything you're just putting a smile on his face Nochum, you're putting a smile on millions of people faces Thank when you. you're putting your radio show Thank because you. you're bringing so much simcha and so much joy because joy and happiness as i wrote you here that the most important is simcha because through simcha we'll jump into the greatest simcha amen i i have to add two things that i think i always discuss with you erev pesach uh, before we close and that is number one um, as all of us, or many of us, I should say, will be shopping in the next week and basically buying everything you ever needed, even when it's not Pesach, right? Even even Pesach that grows in bread at this point, right? And even things that you don't need. Right. Oh, it's kosher or Pesach. Let me buy it. Let me treat my grandchildren. Just remember that there are people on this globe, and certainly you remember back you know, 30, 40 years ago, where things, 50. <laughs> 50 years ago, where things were not always like that and where apples and potatoes were 90% of the diet on, uh, on Pesach, right? Basically. That, that was the main course. That was the main <laughs> course for eight straight days. But, uh, yes. And the other thing is that as we enjoy all of our Cholomoid outings, and I would guess your grandchildren do enjoy them, right? Your 100%. Grandchildren do, I want, it must be funny for you to go with your grandchildren to something, some place at Cholomoy, the music parks and the rides and the zoo, and you're saying to yourself, wow, if they only knew what it was like for me when I was 10 years old, you know? I want to tell you, uh, I'm waiting for that to take my grandchildren because after I, months of working from Purim to Pesach, that I hardly... I'm, uh, as my wife says, you're, in, you're, <laughs> you're the Pesach guest. Right. <laughs> you're, who's, who's that man with the beard? <laughs> who's that man with the beard? This is the Pesach guest that comes. Uh, 
and thanks to you, they are left my house even <laughs> earlier than that. Yes, but uh, it's it's we have to do two things. Number one, to use the opportunity and to spend time with our children and grandchildren right. during Halamate. But at the same token, is to instill in them a very important thing: share with them what happens fifty years ago. Grandchildren, say thank you to God that you have an opportunity to enjoy. The awesome concept that you're bringing in to everybody constantly to say thank you to the Rebbeinu Shavuot, that's what the Rebbeinu Shavuot wants. It's being said in the name of the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov said what it says, Va'ata Kodesh, Yeshev Tehilas Yisrael. Va'ata Kodesh, you the Rebbeinu Shavuot, Yeshev. And what are you sitting? On Tehilas Yisrael. And that, that every single Jew says constantly, Boruch Hashem. The power of Boruch Hashem is so great. And I will conclude with a small story about Poro Hashem. There was that the Baal Shem Tov once saw a terrible decree on a, on a town that unfortunately the town has to be wiped up. And the Baal Shem Tov was pr praying and elevated to different elements to find out how could he save that town. Until he find out that there, there is a person in town that he is a, a sandwar, a person who makes shoes. A cobbler. And shoemaker. A shoemaker. And he, and his power is that he could save the whole town. The Baal Shem Tev traveled to that person and asked the person, what are you doing? He says, what I'm doing, Rebbe? I'm getting up in the morning, I'm going to shoe, then I'm coming to my place, and he clap sheikh, and I'm making it. He says, tell me, how do you do that? He says, well, at, and the Baal Shem Tev watched him to doing. And then the Baal Shem Tev realized, every time when I'm putting in a nail, Whatever I've done, I saw, I say one thing. Boruch Shankway Mahusalay won void. Boruch Shankway Mahusalay won void. May the Rebbeinu Shum be blessed. Constantly when I'm putting in every nail, wherever I have to fix up the shoes, I am saying Boruch Shankway Mahusalay won void. Says the Baal Shemdav, now I understand. With you saying Boruch Shankway Mahusalay won void because he did not know anything else. He knew how to daven, but he was sitting in his work for 12 hours a day, was putting in nails. What else could he do? That he's saying the Boruch Shekwe Machusavayvon Void, he saved the entire town, that the town should not be destroyed. We do not know how much could we bring in Boruch Machusavayvon Void. How do we bring this? You're inviting a Pesach, a Jew to your Pesach Seder. Not just we're saying, We're really inviting that person. And not just that, but before Pesach, Misha Torah Be'erev Shabbos, Yechel Be'Shabbos, that before Pesach, you're going and you're giving out Shmur Matzah to Jewish people. You're selling their chomets and you're putting them in And through that, we will all be zeiche soon. Celebrate Pesach now, just in a spiritual way, Leonovi, but in a physical way, we will be zeiche Leonovi. And I would like to conclude as Borah Hashem, I had the privilege with you when, before your wedding, and your father, uh, he was my mentor in many, many places. And when I came to New Jersey, he was the first rabbi who helped me and the first rabbi who gave me a check for Bris of Rome. And I will never forget that. Because I really, uh, you know, as a small, as a young bocher, and he as the rabbi of the young Israel and the president of the rabbinical uh, council. council, and he had the time, and not just in his greatness of knowledge, but also Begashmis. He was a tall man. He was a tall man. We always looked up to him. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. We look up to you too. <laughs> and 
and we were sent by the rabbi, we were standing by the rabbi the day before your wedding, and the rabbi gave you an extra dollar for the concept. The rabbi said unto you, Mishia Shomon Masayim, whoever has 100 wants 200, and 200 to 400, you should have two radio stations. Then now you move to a new place. <laughs> it's not just a new place. You came to the greatest place in the world. And I'm not advocating saying New York is better than New Jersey. I'm a resident of New Jersey. But it's still the capital, and it's still the headquarters of every single thing. May the brachas of the Rebbe be with you forever, with you and your wife. And this place that now you have simcha not two hours a day, I'm sorry, not three hours a day, but 24 hours a day, use up this simcha to reawaken everybody. And we want to wish that next Friday is the 11th of Nisan, the Rebbe's birthday. Erev Shabbos HaGodot. Erev Shabbos HaGodot. It's a day that the Rebbe by himself asked once, that even if it's not customary to ask for presents, but he would like to ask a present from somebody. What did the Rebbe ask from that Jew? If he has five minutes to put film. And that Jew is a person who is, who is in control of nine figures. But the Rebbe did not ask him for a, for a figure. No donation. The Rebbe, no. The Rebbe asked him one thing. If you find three to five minutes to put film. My dear friends, let's put film and let's do it with Simcha. And let's greet Moshiach and Elio Novi immediately. I hope somebody will have the desire to call Rabbi Kanelsky's office right now and sponsor some Pesach Sdurim. Thank you. Uh, in, in my, it, it would give me the greatest joy today. The greatest joy. And I, I want to give a big This has been such a special visit. A great yashakoyach to the, all the rabbis of Bris Avrohom, not just Avremi, but Rabbi David, Rabbi Boruch, Rabbi Mendel, and my father-in-law, my uncle, Rabbi Zaltzman, sure. and all the Asia's Hiles of all of these rabbis uh, who are... Uh, giving their husbands the opportunity to go around to do all the Pesach Seders. And my Asia's Chayo, my dear wife, Sterni, want to wish to all the wives that their preparations to Pesach should be easy. Amen. And we should be able, and all the Jewish wives around the world, and we should be able to sit and, and to greet Moshiach immediately. I like how you laugh when you say Pesach preparations should be easy. Briss Avram at 908-289-0770. A wonderful, wonderful visit from Rabbi Mordechai Kanelsky. I remind everybody we have an amazing uh, network with great programming all day long. Charlie Harari is coming up next at uh, 9 o'clock with Unlocking Greatness. Then Michael Fragan in Spin Class featuring the latest political news. Allison Joseph's Part 2 with Michael Freund, Chairman of Shavei Israel at 10 o'clock, and Miriam al Wallach at 10.30 with That's Life. She'll speak with Vicky Garfinkel Jakubovic of Perig Natural Foods and Chef Avram Weissman of the brand-new Kosher Culinary Center in Brooklyn. Don't forget, at 11 o'clock, we're at Seasons in Lakewood, New Jersey, for our live lunch with Manischewitz. 11 o'clock this morning at Seasons in Lakewood. Make sure to stop by. Achenu Israel and Achim Lachemer, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and on our beloved NSN app. And that wraps up today's JM and AM radio broadcast. Tomorrow we're back, weekly update and plenty more. Make sure to be tuned in all day long, and thank you so much for listening. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.